We may discuss mental health topics, but in no way are claiming to be mental health professionals. However, we are experts in our own experience in our own life. We shared the tough stuff because it may help someone else going through a similar struggle. We aren't experts, and that is why we will always share a reputable resource at the end of any episode with heavy mental health topics. Hi, welcome to Let's Human Together with Alex and Ariel, the podcast where two long-distance friends discuss what has made them who they are today. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to Let's Human Together with Alex and Ariel. We're so happy you're back. I know. It's so awesome. So hope everyone's doing well and taking care of yourselves the best that you can. Super important that we all do that. Yes. Lean into that discomfort to better yourself because we all know it's hard, but it's worth it. Absolutely. All right. So before we jump into our topic for today, Ariel, you wanted to talk about the homework assignment from last week, right? Yes. So I did a homework assignment, but not necessarily the uh, spontaneous one. But I know we had talked about also journaling. So I actually found this little journal. It's called A Little Me Time, a journal for prioritizing yourself, designed by Dana Lee Collection. I got it at Home Goods, and I thought this would be a good foray into journaling for me. Um, and it's just three questions to answer every day. The first question is, what act of self-care can I fit into my day? What can I take care of my, I'm sorry, how can I take care of my body today? And what do I love about myself? So I thought that would be a good, easy way to try and like sneak into journaling. So there we go. I'm going to start that today because I got it yesterday. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yay. That's so great. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I did not do my homework assignment. <laughs> just for the fact that I didn't go to any like gatherings with like 10 or more people. Besides like the work presentation I have this week, but typically I'm in my element when I'm doing those. But yeah. when that comes up, I will keep you all posted. So ooh, ooh. If, you, if you all have any parties coming up where I can do this assignment, let me know. <laughs> yeah, just invite Alex, invite Alex to all your parties. <laughs> <laughs> so that I can start working on feeling like I belong in those spaces. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, feeling like we belong, feeling like we're a fraud. We're actually going to talk about imposter syndrome today. Mm-hmm. Imposter syndrome, which we've never experienced oh dear (laughs) so if you're not sure what it is imposter syndrome is the idea that you've only succeeded due to luck and not because of your talent or qualifications and that's taken directly from a time.com article and one of the most significant things that was in this article as well was that an estimated 70 percent of people experience these imposter feelings at some point in their lives mm-hmm. well that process folks 70 percent that's significant but also ask yourself do you feel like you were the only one that felt that way because mm. i know for myself yes mm. yeah 
I feel like the imposter syndrome goes hand in hand with kind of developing into your adult self Mm -hmm. of, okay, this is what it means to be an adult, but wait, like, (laughs) how am I doing this? Is this the right thing? How did I get here? How am I going to continue? How's everyone else figuring it out? Mm -hmm. All of that. Yeah, it feels like as if someone has spent, uh, attended a special class that you were not invited to. Oh my gosh, yes, yes. It's like, how did, when, when did you get that invite? And why didn't I get asked to go to it? Because like right? this, other people seem put together. You're kind of, wait, I don't, how, do you, how did you get there? And you seem confident and you seem like you own it. And internally I'm saying to myself, how did they get that special lesson that I missed out on? Right? Okay. I actually found a quiz or a scale to test if you've experienced imposter syndrome. So do you think we should go through it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this was actually linked in the Time article, which when we launch this episode, I will post on social media. So you can also take this quiz if you want to do it in the privacy of your own home. So this is called the Clance IP scale, IP for imposter syndrome. For each question, please circle the number that best indicates how true the statement is for you. And it says, it is best to give the first response that enters your mind rather than dwelling on each statement and thinking about it over and over. So the scale is one is not true at all and five is very true. Okay, you ready for number one? Here we go. Number one, I have often succeeded on a test or task, even though I was afraid that I would not do well before I undertook the task. That one would be four for me. Yeah, I think, I think mine would be about a three, just because I have been very lucky with like school and those kind of tasks, I've, uh, I don't have to study often and I always feel pretty confident that I know what's going on. Um, number two, <laughs> I think this is gonna be good for us. Number two is I can give the impression that I'm more competent than I really am. <laughs> <laughs> that is a five. Actually, it's like a six for me. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a five for sure. <laughs> yeah, that that goes. That's like perfect with be, like the whole idea of being um being an imposter. Like, yeah, you look like you know more than you do. Mm-hmm. Good at putting on that face. Oh, yes. <laughs> Look, I know what I'm doing internally. You're screaming, going, what the, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So number three, I avoid evaluations if possible and have a dread of others evaluating me. I'd say a three mm-hmm. for myself. I, um, that's like a five for me. I think that goes along with my perfectionism. Um, because I don't, um, yeah, I don't want to be wrong. I'm very stubborn. Um, I mean, because most of the time I am right about stuff. I'm going to say that. My husband even will say that too, right? <laughs> I usually am right about stuff and confident about it. But yeah, I don't like, especially if I don't know you, if you're like an unknown entity to me. So you're like, I don't know if I value your opinion or your evaluation in the first place. I don't know. 
Yeah, that, that that's, was, that's rough for me. Yeah. Um, and, and I think for me, like, when I think about the critic criticism, like, I mean, it's true that you are your own worst critic, and I'm highly critical. Um, if I do something where the majority of it could do go have gone really well, but then there's those couple things that happen, and I dwell on them. So when it comes to feedback, like I, I look forward to it because I always like look, look for the opportunities of growth, but mm -hmm. my criticism of myself is way worse than what other people give me. <laughs> this next one's going to go perfectly with, with that. So <laughs> number four, <clears throat> when people praise me for something I've accomplished, I'm afraid I won't be able to live up to their expectation of me in the future. <laughs> <clears throat> Zero. <laughs> not uh, true at all uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah yeah mm -hmm. being yeah. the two of us being so empathetic and being that carer all the time I feel like it is a huge expectation to like always be the support always be the best mm -hmm. yikes yeah. that's the same for me I think um that's uh, I have to give it a four. I wouldn't say five. Like the last mm -hmm. one was off the charts, but um, <clears throat> what's a what's a moment where that's happened for you, Alex? Oh gosh. Um, so I think about with you know our friend group and other friend groups of mine as well. I've been described as being the emotional rock. Mm, so yes. Allowing folks the space to feel safe and to be vulnerable and to really open up and to know that I'm going to be empathetic and to really show up and to listen and to support. And for me, I've had the expectation of, well, I have to be that person for other people. And I don't know if they could be that for me, just in terms of, I, I've always felt I have to be a certain way. I have to be that person that people can look to when things are really hard and go, okay, there's hope, there's optimism, there's something, there's like things will look up at some point as well. And that's hard because yes, I have my group of people that I can talk to and I'm feeling really hard and it's like things are really difficult too. But I feel like in a lot of my social circles, there's that expectation of me seeming put together and mm. a lot of it comes from like my own mindset of me having to tell my, I mean, telling myself, this is how you have to look. You have to be a certain way. And if you're not, then it's like, then you're a fraud. Because if you're not this person, then you're conning people. Then you're, yeah. you know, then you are an imposter. Then you're fake. And I've had this moment of thinking like, am I really an authentic person? Mm. I, it just does, that occasionally has like, has popped into my mind of like, do you know, do, do I care so much that it, you know, I'm caring because I feel like it's more of an act or is it just because of who I am? Mm. How? Or like, is it because you feel good because you're helping people and then yeah. it's like a whole other layer. Then of... that takes it a yeah, different direction too. I remember yeah. like, um, so a professional mentor of mine in undergrad she told me uh, one day, she, and she's very blunt with me, which I really appreciate, but she just said, I worry about you because I feel like you are a vase on a pedestal, pedestal and you can't allow yourself to fall. Mm. And, I'm like, and I, I'm like, no, my, you know, 22 year old me is like, I know the world, I know everything. So you're wrong. I'm like, no, that's not me. And, just, and then 
couple years later, I recognized that. And it's like, yeah. wow, wow, that is so true. I was just like that base, like I would try so hard and to be seen, to seem put together and to like always fix issues and to fix situations and sometimes people that I'm like, I, I'm not allowing myself to understand I'm a, I'm a flawed human being, mm. still beautiful, still purposeful, but I'm flawed and that's okay. And I always have to show up as myself. But again, my mindset years ago was like, you can't show up as that person. You always mm. have to stay put together. Yeah, I think without going too far into detail, I think this, this prompts what, uh, another conversation about burnout mm-hmm. for sure that we can mm-hmm. um, talk about in the future because yeah, that, that idea of being that pinnacle, that perfect version of you. And then of course, with the imposter syndrome, you're thinking, well, that's only the outer facade. That's not Mm -hmm. really what's going on. Um, And then that concern that it will all come crashing down around you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we definitely need to talk about burnout in the future. But uh, let me get back to this scale test for imposter syndrome. So number (laughs) number five, I sometimes think I obtained my present position or gained my present success because I happened to be in the right place at the right time or knew the right people. That for me is a four. Yeah, that's a three for me. Um, But if you asked me like five years ago, it would be a five for sure. That's somewhere, that's where I've worked. That's a, that's an area of Mm -hmm. my mindset that I've really worked on of like, no, I worked hard. I put in the hours. I Mm -hmm. did this, I did that. Um, But that's the hallmark kind of, uh, that's like the hallmark characteristic of the imposter syndrome. So if you're feeling that one, listeners, if you're like, whoa, that is what I'm feeling. we're, We're all feeling that. We are, so yeah. don't worry, we're here. Number six, I'm afraid people important to me may find out that I'm not as capable as they think I am. <laughs> oh, um, that one's a three mm-hmm. for myself. It's gotten better, and I'm, I'm saying for you too, you feel the same. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm solidly at a three for that because... Um, I've had those breakdowns of like, I'm the emotional rock. I can't do this anymore. Um, And that's been the breakthrough for a lot of relationships I've had, like in a good way of Mm -hmm. like, oh no, this is a safe place. This is a safe relationship. Or if it's gone the opposite way, it's like, oh, well then this isn't a true friendship that I need to like utilize my energy for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think the best people make it emotionally safe for us. And that's why we, like we talked about in our first episode of friendship, um, that's why we've really pared down the groups that we share our energy with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Number seven, I tend to remember the incidents in which I have not done my best more than those times I have done my best. Okay, that's a 10 for me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is a 10 for me. That is pretty high. That's definitely above a five for sure. I remember things I've done in elementary school that were like stupid mistakes that people laughed at me for that, guess what, don't really matter, but I still think about. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, one comes 
to mind, and my friend Ariana will probably listen to this, but at one time her and I were in the car and my mom was running into a store and her phone was in the car still. And this was when like my, my uh, mom had just gotten a cell phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad calls all the time, all the time, all the time. So when the f- cell phone rang, this was before, like names were attached to the phone number. So I couldn't yeah. just see who it is. I answered and I was like, hi daddy thinking it was my dad calling and it wasn't and my friend Ariana still like jokes about that and it mm. makes my skin crawl I'm like yeah. oh my God. that was my biggest mistake in life like what mm. <laughs> like no I was like nine it's yeah okay. <laughs> oh man yeah and that's interesting you know that that situation <clears throat> is still brought up as well also I mean like at that moment like after that phone call like what like thoughts came to mind just being totally mortified being totally mortified just and it's just like stupid because it's not like important it's not important (laughs) but like it's just (laughs) yeah it's so dumb so dumb (laughs) so dumb Okay, I, I need to stop thinking about this because now yeah. I'm going in like the okay. spiral of like yeah. every mistake I've ever made. Bring it back, bring it to the quiz. Okay, okay, okay. Um, number eight, I rarely do a project or task as well as I'd like to do it. Mm. You do a lot of projects, so tell me about this one, Alex. I do. Um, this one I would say is a three. Uh, and I do, especially, you know, for work now as well, it's a lot of the you know, relationship building. And there, there are certain things that I'm like, I'm good at. I know I'm doing. I'm good at letting folks know about our work and just like reaching out and having those conversations as well. But there's some conversations that come up of like what the project might look like going forward. And I'm like, mm-hmm. am, I, am I the right person to do this? Like there's other people who are more organized and they think more of like the logistics and think about those questions that I don't really think about since I'm I, I always justify, I'm like, I'm an emotional person and they're more rational, uh, thinking like that, you know, that, that makes me unable to do like, you know, event organization, things of that nature as well. Um, so for me, like I'd say three, cause it's gotten a lot better. And I think it's also understanding delegation is really important and asking for mm. help. Cause yeah. I mean, even a year ago I was working somewhere else and it was hard for me to delegate because uh, and we'll talk about like the different like losses that I experienced, but mm-hmm. that like those work assignments <clears> were <throat> the only things that were in my control. Yeah. And oh, if I didn't, dear. you know, if I didn't do those things, it's like, oh, well, then I'm letting like life slip. And, mm. but you know, and then like, if they didn't work out, then I'd be like, well, I'm not good enough. Like I'm not meant to do this as well. So it's really having to, um, go, going into, you know, my therapy sessions and being very transparent about these feelings and also acknowledging you have to ask for help. Mm. Like, you know, it's okay. Like, of course there's areas you're not going to be as strong in as someone else will be. Ask for their advice, ask for their feedback, you know, ask them to support if they're able to, if they have the time to as well. Or if not, just say, what would you do in this situation if you're not as confident in it? And always remind yourself the reason why you're doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Go back to the why. Mm-hmm. Go back to the why. And, and that's, that's a good guideline for any time you have any sort of negative emotion that's mm-hmm. draining your energy. Go back to your why. Mm-hmm. Why are you waking up every day? Why are you doing this? Like, mm-hmm. why? What's your motivation? So, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> this one I know 10 years ago me would have been like a 27. <laughs> uh, now it's a little, it's a lot, a lot less. But number nine is sometimes I feel or believe that my success in my life or in my job has been the result of some kind of error. When I um, finished my undergrad, I got accepted into Teach for America, which is um, an organization that helps uh, leaders in, uh, transition into the classroom. Now, I had already planned to be a teacher, so I used TFA as a way to get somewhere else, and I stayed a teacher for a long time. But it's actually harder to get into Teach for America than it is to get into any Ivy League school. And I remember um, when I heard that statistic, I was like, oh, wait, yeah, no, this isn't right. This is not right. <laughs> um, yeah, the luck error type thing, that's hallmark for imposter syndrome. Yeah, and I think, you know, the big thing to keep in mind with imposter syndrome is perspective. Mm, because yes. from my perspective, knowing you when you're going through that entire process, I thought you were the most deserving to yeah. get into TFA. Like I, you know, after hearing the statistics and you even brought that up as well and you're like, it's really competitive, we'll see. In my mind, I'm like, well, you're gonna get in. Like you're gonna do it. Like I, I, had, full, I had full confidence in you in that regard, but I think that's a big thing to keep in mind is that that perspective of what, how we view it in comparison to how other people view it around us. Yeah, that's something. Okay. <laughs> Number 10. It's hard for me to accept compliments or praise about my intelligence or accomplishments. That is a five for me still. I'm yeah. super awkward with compliments. I had a friend, a friend that, you know, you know, she, she one time pulled me aside and she's like, said, she's like, I love you. You deserve all the compliments that you receive but you're not good at receiving that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> she's like, you're, she's like, I'm sorry. She's like, you deserve all the recognition you're given. She's like, I believe it. But she's like, you're not good at that. And I'm like, yes. And I'm like, I know that. Mm. It just seems, uh, I, I feel like people are just doing it because they're being nice to this day still. I'm just like, oh, you're saying this because you're just being really friendly and you don't want me to feel bad. Yeah. I, uh, I'm not as awkward as you are. I will say that because I know exactly what that friend was talking about. You, yeah. you get like, you're like, oh, like laugh like that. And you're like, oh, okay, you know, like, let's okay, move on. Move on. Um, <laughs> New topic. Um, for me, I just say thank you. Or like, it's no problem. Thank you. Like, it's, yeah. you know, but yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Um, number 11. At times, I feel like my success has been due to some kind of luck. I feel like we've covered that one already. Mm -hmm. um, actually, the rest of these kind of repeat. I'm just going to run yeah. through them really quick, and then we yeah. can talk about ones that uh, are, we're drawn to. Mm -hmm. Number 12, I'm disappointed at times in my present accomplishments and think I should have accomplished much more. That's a, that's a three for me. Yeah, I'm not um, super... Uh, yeah, I'm a three on that too. That's yeah. not, not, it's not a big struggle of mine right now. Um, 
Number 13, sometimes I'm afraid others will discover how much knowledge or ability I really lack. <laughs> four. Yeah, four, four for yeah. sure. Like, I, uh, I feel just fine being like one of the smartest people in the room. And I don't like to be in a situation where I have no clue what's going on. Mm-hmm. That's really hard for me. Yeah. Number 14. I'm often afraid that I may fail at a new assignment or undertaking, even though I generally do well at what I attempt. Mm. I, uh, I cycle through like, oh, I got this. And then I'm like, I have no way of succeeding. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that's like a three. Yeah. Repeat that one more time. Sure. All of that. This is number 14. I'm af- I'm often afraid that I may fail at a new assignment or undertaking, even though I generally do well at what I attempt. Mm. Yeah, I would say that's a three for me as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I, I mean, you know, and I think about, and, and this could be a question for you also, is like when that new opportunity comes up, like, you know, that cycle of thought process, like, do you feel like your anxiety then increases a little bit more? Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. 100%. 100%. The rest of these actually are very much the same, just repeated. Um, So I think we can wrap this part up, but this is Mm -hmm. actually from a book by P.R. Clance. It's called The Imposter Phenomenon, When Success Makes You Feel Like a Fake. Mm. So if you are really thinking this is like alarmingly true about you, check that book out or search the internet. We'll share some resources on our social media, but yeah. Imposter syndrome is a real, real thing. Yeah, absolutely. And Ariel, are there experiences where you feel like you experience imposter syndrome more than others? Mm. Well, at first, um, adjusting into the classroom, the kids often look at you as like the source of wisdom and not being wrong. And when I transitioned into my elementary science position, there's a lot of science stuff that kids love and I don't have the answer to. So it was really, really hard for me at the beginning of my time in that position, being able to say, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but why don't we research together? Or why don't we find out together? And um, that's been empowering for me. And I know it's also been empowering for my students because they're also realizing like, just because I'm a grown up does not mean I know everything. Mm-hmm. Um, because kids will ask, you know, we talk about all different topics. My kindergartners are talking about living things. My first graders are talking about light and shadows. My second graders are talking about landforms. My third graders are talking about genetics. My fourth graders are talking about extreme weather. My fifth graders are talking about chemical reactions. Like that's a whole big variety of topics. And I for sure don't have all the answers. Mm -hmm. So it's been a weight off my shoulders and also I think empowering for them that... I'm sorry, my dog is barking, and I really hope you can't hear it, but <laughs> I really hope you can't hear that. Oh, it's okay. But, um, sorry, but anyways. It lines the mood. <laughs> you know, these special podcast mics should just, you know, 
cancel everything out. Hopefully it just sounds like I'm heavy breathing or something. But anyways, that's, uh, that's where I feel imposter syndrome most because I'm being looked at as the expert and I'm not. Yeah. What about you? Um, I would say, yeah, in different like work experiences for sure. Um, when you don't know the answer or you don't feel like you're not well informed with it also, I think that that's the moment that I, I say to myself, well, this is where I'm going to get caught, Mm. you know, as if like I've, you know, committed a crime of some sort of not knowing. (laughs) And I think that that's the, that's another hard part with imposter syndrome is that we put the expectation ourselves of like, we're supposed to know everything. You know, even if we've never had that experience before, we're supposed to go and we're supposed to know it also. And we assume that asking for help or saying like, I don't know. And, you know, let me, let's try to figure it out together. But just like saying, you know, I, I don't know makes Mm -hmm. us look weak. Yeah. It makes us seem incompetent. It's funny because in one of these articles, it also says like how to support yourself when you're feeling this symptoms of imposter syndrome and one of them is recognize your expertise and remember what you do well Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's so difficult when you're in those feelings of feeling like a fraud you're like wait well what am i actually good at like what am i actually uh, it's like how do you keep yourself grounded when you Mm -hmm. kind of spiral out of control into that feeling like a fraud yeah yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that it was so significant to remind yourself to lean into those strengths, those mm. areas that you do have, that you are really good at, where they're more natural. You have to ask yourself, like, what is something I'm good at that's just really natural? Where mm. if I was at the moment, I just like, it comes, it comes out really easily that I'm not forcing it. It's not, I'm not getting the pressure on it. It's like, I can naturally do that. Um, and understanding that there are areas that you're not going to be good at, like you're not. And that's why you have to ask others for support in those areas that they are good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and like I said before, like, you know, I know I'm, I'm an, a more emotional person. So like when I, my thinking pattern right away is like, I'm going to like react emotionally as well. I have friends that think rationally like right away their thought pattern is like i'm gonna like get in my irrational mindset my logical mindset and that's how they react too mm-hmm. ask those folks how they view something you know how mm-hmm. are you viewing this now and having a conversation and they're really exploring that together and learning from each other like some of my best friends are like highly logical individuals who i learned so much from because they see things differently from me as well so yeah. Again, I think coming back to imposter syndrome, it's that recognition that you're not going to know everything. Mm. You're not, you know, and you have to challenge those thought patterns that when they come up of like, well, now you're going to get caught. No, Mm. you don't know. You're human. You just didn't have that experience. Yeah, I remember, um, this is related, but not at the same time. I remember one time I was going through something with my mom and I looked at her and I was saying like, but you're supposed to know what to do. And she said, this is the first time I'm dealing with this as a mom, as a human. Uh, And I was like, whoa, my mom's not perfect. (laughs) That's another like earth shattering thing when you feel, when you realize your parents are humans, flawed individuals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to stay grounded in the fact that you have gotten to where you are today. Mm -hmm. And there are things about you that are wonderful, 
that are strengths that people admire you for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's that recognition of like, and going to the perception also of like, you know, you're going to, you're going to perceive it differently than other people also. And that's why it's important to think about the people in your life who, you know, are authentic, who are honest, Mm -hmm. who care about you where they're not going to sugarcoat it. They're going to tell you, this is how I view it as well. And ask them how they view you. How, like, when do they see you at your best? And also when you're going through a hard time, how are they showing up also? Mm. That's really key. It's thinking about those people when you're having those imposter thoughts and that you're having, you're in that that mindset. Those folks that you can check in with and go, is this just me thinking this way or is this true? Because if they're like, yeah. I definitely have friends that um, I don't talk to all the time, but like, I know that I'm their person to like snap them back into reality Mm -hmm. of like, I don't know if I can do this. And like, I actually had two different things yesterday where a friend texted me saying like, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? And I, of course, I'm like, yes, you can do this. You are totally capable. And they're like, Mm -hmm. yes, I just needed to hear you say that to me. And um, because I feel like that's the step in the, right direction of doing it for yourself like actually hearing someone else say that it's possible because i feel like we've all been there where we are so drowned in our own thoughts Mm -hmm. that we think there is no salvation there is no way out of it so it's Mm -hmm. like oh my friend over here and you've you've felt like this for me before and i know that i've helped people in other ways like this too like my friend over here says it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that means I can get there too. Yeah. That means like there is, that I have permission to do that too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it goes back to like the reason why we're doing these, this podcast is connecting with people when you're like, I'm feeling this way. And someone goes, I feel the same way, or I felt mm. the same way. I know that feeling. I know exactly what you're going through also. Um, and just having that conversation. And that's why it's important to find those folks in your life that are willing to do that. And if you meet somebody that says, no, I'm put together, I don't have anything wrong with me. Um, <laughs> I think that raises a lot of questions also, because we're all dealing with something. We all have our own stuff. Absolutely. And this um, whole concept of figuring out life that's how we came up with this whole idea everybody like this is how this is how we came up with let's human together because nobody has it figured out nobody knows what they're really doing day to day like realizing that like "Hmm, i don't know what is going on Mm -hmm. i don't know adulting is so hard um nobody has it figured out and being a human is really really hard so Mm -hmm. that's why we're doing it together that's why we're sharing these conversations that's why alex and i want to share our experiences because if it helps one other person that's worth it if it helps you whoever you are listening it helps you feel connected to somebody else on the other side of the world we're here for you and we're all doing it together absolutely and do understand folks that you are going to have your doubts. It might happen mm. daily. It probably will happen daily. Mm. You know, you're going to have those things where you're going to question yourself. And if you're good enough, if you're competent enough as well, here's something to keep in mind. Can't, and you know, don't feel like this is just like trying to, to silver line it or whatnot, but 
I hope we can reach a point of understanding because we're all trying to work to this point is knowing that you matter, you are purposeful mm. and you are enough. Oh my gosh, you're yes. so significant. You are so significant also. There, you have a purpose. And whether you're trying to figure that out or not, that's okay. But understand that, that you do also. And that's why we have to support one another. It's so critical mm-hmm. for us to lean on each other, especially those moments where like, I don't feel good enough to find those people that look at you in the eye and think who you are. We love you guys. Mm-hmm. Yes, even know. if we've never met you before. <laughs> Absolutely. Even, and that's even, even more so. We love you even more because you are trying to figure this thing out. That's so admirable. Trying to figure out how to do this thing called being a human is important for your growth as a citizen of the world. And you should be applauded for that. So that's, this is us giving you a little virtual hug right now. Like, good for mm. you. You got this. Mm. Snuggle in, snuggle in. Get in, everybody. <laughs> Family <laughs> hug. <laughs> oh, man. So, Alex, I feel like we've really covered a lot of the things with imposter syndrome. Is Absolutely. there anything else that you want to add in before we wrap it up? No, I think we had, a, this is a, a, hopefully a great opportunity for you all to really connect with what we were talking about, whether through the quiz, uh, reflecting on the questions, please going to the quiz and doing it for yourself, or even just related to our experiences also, mm-hmm. and really just, you know, finding opportunities for you to challenge your perceptions when those thoughts come up and taking care of you also, it's so critical. Absolutely. And when this episode launches, we will share the articles and the tips and tricks um, on social media. So if you need more guidance on that, you'll be able to find that there. Absolutely. All right, folks. Well, I think that's our time for today. Thank you so much for being with us and humaning together. So this is Let's Human Together with Alex and Ariel. We love you guys and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Let's Human Together. Please review and subscribe wherever you are listening. Become part of the Humanity Collective by following us on Instagram and Facebook at Let's Human Together Podcast. You can email us at Let's Human Together Podcast at gmail.com. We hope to human again with you soon.